here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.6 FM in Palaborwa. Well, throughout this day, we had breaking news that uh, Dacha is now legal in South Africa for private use, and uh, uh, this was the ruling by the Concord. And uh, and I guess uh, I mean, you must see the memes that are doing rounds uh, as soon as this uh, news broke out. Uh, but to understand exactly what this means, we joined on the line uh, by Dr. Julie Grant, who is a, a senior research associate at uh, University of Johannesburg, uh, who's done extensive work on cannabis. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Doctor. Hi, good afternoon. I don't know whether we should celebrate, um, connect to the excitement out there, or even get a deeper understanding of what exactly does this ruling mean? Well, really, I, I mean, most of my work is involved working with the indigenous people in the Kalahari. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them, I would have to say it's probably not going to make an awful lot of difference because they have continued, um, you know, just to continue to smoke Dhaka mm. um, for the last 10 years while I've been working there. Um, but I think for, um, you know, people in the more urban areas, where um, for them it has been a problem, um, I think it will make quite a significant difference. So what is the excitement about? Well, I, I think um, if, if you look at reports online, you will see, you know, a lot of people are um, professing to, you know, as long as they're smoking it, for their own use in their own homes, why really should um, the police be involved in that? And I think also when you 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 know you can you consider how um, DACA smoking affects people in comparison, perhaps to things like alcohol. Mm. Um, you know, perhaps it seems a bit unfair that alcohol has been legal for so many years and yet can cause so many social ills, and yet people um, who smoke DACA feel that you know um, the the well, they would, they would argue that um, DACA smoking doesn't really cause problems. So um, it's, I think they feel it's unjust that they have to, um, you know, you'll fight for this right when it's been, alcohol has been allowed for so many years. Now, I know that we're not going to do justice with this conversation at such limited time. Uh, but in, in your research, what are some of the um, benefits that you have identified that people can benefit from uh, as, as they use uh, cannabis uh, for, for domestic Purposes. Well, really, um, I mean, my, as I say, my research has been with indigenous communities in the Kalahari, um, and I know they certainly put um, data in certain traditional medicines. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do use it for that. I know, sort of, you know, more worldwide, um, certainly there's been shown to be benefits, medicinal benefits for, for instance, um, cancer sufferers, people with HD, um, multiple sclerosis. And I know that certainly in some countries they haven't actually decriminalised cannabis, but they have allowed its use for medicinal purposes. Um, I think one of the things, you know, perhaps we really need to be a wee bit wary of is um, the effects it may have on pregnant women or women that are breastfeeding because there is limited knowledge on the effects of that. So that's one thing with the decriminalisation. We just have to be aware that, um, you know, it has, still has to be in moderation, I would suggest. Um, and also, you know, there are still considerations to be taken into, you know, to think about. So what we, should we caution um, in the midst of all this excitement? Well, I think, you know, um, cannabis use, um, like like a lot of drugs, including alcohol, you know, um, as long as things are being used socially responsibly, 
well, perhaps there's, there's not a great deal of problem, but what we sure. really have to watch for is, um, you know, when that use becomes, um, you know, certainly in the communities I work with, mm. and the, the use of the, even DACA smoking has become problematic to the extent that, you know, people will smoke DACA in the morning and then don't have money to buy food for their children in the evening. Um, it, it leads to a certain amount of non-productivity. Um, you know, quite often the wife will come home from work. Sure. Um, I'm speaking about, you know, I work with the Komani Bushman. So the, the wife will come home from work and the husband and his friends haven't I tell you what, Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant, I tell you what. I think um, I'm I'm going to make an appointment to have uh, another conversation with you and look at uh, you know the medicinal use part uh, and and uh, Uh be educated about that. We've run completely out Uh of time. Thank you, thank you very much for taking our call. And that's uh, Dr. Julie Grant, who is a senior research uh, associate at UJ. As we conclude today, thank you so much uh, to the team, Baba Lomduma, Tabelo. And executive producer Bulikawa. And also, just from us, congratulations are in order. Person of the day. We haven't had that in a while. Congratulations to uh, the Congress of South African Trade Unions, CONSATU, um, for the uh, uh, nomination and uh, anonymously, with no opposition, uh, Zingi Swalosi has been elected the new president of COSATU. Congratulations are in order, making her the very first. Um, a female president of COSATU in its entire life. Goodness. All right. Uh, thank you to the team. Coming up next is Sir Ernest Pillay with the home run and Utsile uh, Saku standing by with the news bulletin.